All right. Welcome to the R4 Podcast, everyone. First one of 2024. Um, glad to be back. I'm coming back with some format changes. You probably noticed them already, um, at least on Instagram you have. So if you go to IG, check out the R4 Project. And it's actually my first bullet point here, um, something I want to talk about. So the name change, what it's about. So the uh, podcast over the last year, um, year plus is actually how long this podcast has been going on for, uh, it's evolved. It originally started out as the Rooney Show, um, and I was doing some things that related to me and kind of uh, some different tools I use as far as mental health or physical health articles that I find and share. Um, and then eventually it evolved and it evolved into the R4 podcast, uh, reading, running relationships and reinvesting into community. So that's still the theme of the podcast, the podcast theme, uh, or the pillars, you know, those haven't changed, uh, some formatting will. So what's the R4 project? So, um, I'm a visionary. I have some pretty wild ideas. I always have. Um, if you've known me for any amount of time, you've witnessed it firsthand. I've uh, done startup furniture businesses. I've done different projects, um, you know, little startup projects. And if it sticks, I keep running with it. And if it doesn't, I just toss it to the wayside and uh, start with something else. So, uh, yeah, and I, I've enjoyed doing it. And one of the things that I've always wanted to try to do is create a product. And, you know, when, uh, let's see, how do I want to word it? When things like life coach and personal development and um, development coach or whatever, when those things first came out, I was like super skeptical. There was a bunch of 20 year old kids, kids that were my age selling programs about life coaching and uh, some other bullshit and I just I couldn't relate to it um, along my personal development journey uh, it's led me up to this point where I'm doing this podcast about the four different R's and you know I think there's value there I'm not sure how to market it um, or what it'll look like as a product um, whether it'll be a for-profit thing or a non-profit thing Obviously, one of my R's is reinvesting in a community. And on this podcast, I've had some community leaders and some nonprofit um, leaders talk about you know their organizations. And I will continue to do that. And I would like to get some other people on as well um, as far as business owners that reinvest in a community. And of course, people into fitness, people that are authors or into books, um, get them back on the podcast. So... What that product look like looks like as far as it being uh, the R4 project, I don't know yet, but it's something I'm going to try to uh, try to really focus my time on in 2024. So it'll kind of be an overarching thing. The podcast will be part of it, um, and we'll just see where it goes. So next on the list, all right. Uh, all right, so. Let's talk about the four R's real quick. I'm beating a drum I've beat a million times. So reading, running relationships and reinvesting in a community. Um, how these different things can be used as a program. I'm not selling you a program. I'm not 
asking for your credit card information or anything. I'm giving you free information that works for me and it's worked for a lot of other people. Um, go check out some of the previous episodes when I've had guests on. You know, it's worked wildly for some people and they've had ultra success. So anyways, um, how to use the four different R's as a program. And you could use it as a a 30-day program, a 60-day program. You could do something where you set up your goals. You read 10 pages a day. Um, maybe you walk or run 10 miles a week. Uh, call different, call 10 different people throughout the week, or you know, spend 10 minutes on the phone with somebody. Um, whatever the whatever the goal is, you create it. So. Yeah, you just got to get after it. I mean, that's the thing. You have to take these four different things, assign some sort of goal to them, and start going towards that goal. Make sure it's achievable. If you do something that's astronomical, you're going to set yourself up for failure. And when you set your own goals, I mean, you want to make them somewhat challenging, but at the same time, you just don't want to make it too hard because if you're going into this with the mindset that... I need a life change. I need something to hold me accountable. I need something to motivate me. And then you set this outrageous goal. It's just going to be another thing that you fail at and push to the side and, you know, kind of wish you never started it or, you know, you just take it too personal that you didn't complete it. Um, that happens on a lot of different programs. But another thing I think would be good for people to do uh, is try to create some sort of small accountability group. Maybe it's a group of five people um, and you guys all agree that you're going to read for 10 minutes a day. Um, you just create a group text message or something or maybe you do a little Facebook group you know, for accountability. Maybe collectively you guys are going to try to do 100 miles a week um, and you could split it up. Maybe you have somebody who is really good at running and they love running 10 miles a day. I know people that do that. Maybe you're one person. Maybe you're one of these people that do like one mile a week and it might be brisk walking because cardio is just not your thing. Make a collective goal, um, you know, and then I think as far as like the relationships go, uh, having that group, you know, that's your relationships, that's your networking, that's your bonding um, and working those things out with each other. So reinvesting, uh, Again, I go back to what I liked. I like to talk about nonprofits and support nonprofits. Um, if I had an infinite infinite amount of money, I would do it more often than I do, but <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. But uh, yeah, I encourage you guys, maybe pick a, a place to go volunteer at, maybe donate some food to the food bank, um, whatever. You know, let, let the group have some input on it. Uh, one of the things I wanna talk about on this podcast and actually a lot of these podcasts going forward are some different tools that are outside the realm of the four R's. Um, and these are mostly business related tools, Lo mostly uh, business methodology type things. And I'm not going to dive too deep into business or methodology, but there's some things that I use uh, at work that are great tools to use at home. Now, do I use all of them? No, because if I did, I would drive myself fucking crazy because I would be on this like go mode 
from the time I hit work to the time I hit the pillow when I go back to bed. And actually, really, I'd be in go mode from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, which uh, I kind of already am. But for my four R's are my go mode and at work is at work go mode and I can split it up and mentally flip the switch on and off. So yeah, when I leave work, I do. I flip the switch off. <laughs> so I flip the work switch off. I don't flip the personal development, coaching, preaching, whatever. That stuff just comes naturally, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So um, here's the thing. So there's a, a rule out there. It's called the Pareto rule or the Pareto principle, um, also known as the 80-20 rule. Now, the general public has probably heard of the 80-20 rule. They talk, people talk about it with diets. Um, as it relates to diets, it's like 80% of your diet is going to be lean, clean foods, and the other 20% you can slack off a little bit. You know, uh, that's not for everyone. I'm not recommending it, but that's something you might have heard of. Uh, in terms of business, it's not industry specific, but as it relates to industries that I've been in, it focuses on um, 80% of your outcomes or 80% of your problems are related to 20% of your processes. So what does that mean? Okay, so if you took the 20% that is causing you 80% of grief and you just worked on that 20% instead of trying to eat the whole elephant at once, you're going to break down your, uh, your problems into uh, smaller, more achievable goals um, or projects or whatever. So typically in business, the things that you're chasing are the things that are going to get you the most bang for your buck. Things that are going to save you money, save you time, um, things like that. And I took some notes here. Let me look down my notes. Um, as it relates to business, it could be firefighting. So that's always trying to solve problems on the fly. Uh, things that just aren't communicated well throughout the team. Uh, processes that aren't followed. And now you have this poor outcome or poor quality. Um, and you're just firefighting due to the lack of established things around whatever's going on. Also relates to your life. Sound familiar to anybody? Sound familiar to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, chasing down things, um, always reworking or fixing things. Uh, you know, we're just having poor processes in general. All of these things, you can like probably find something in your house and apply that to. Um, things that jump out to me during the summertime, mowing the yard. Uh, I go to like mow the yard and then I realize I've got dog poop all in my yard. And if I just would have picked up the dog poop, I wouldn't have to, you know, spend more time that day on probably a Saturday when it's nice outside, um, time that I should be spending with my family. Now I'm picking up toys and dog poop and whatever in the yard. Okay. Uh, there's probably a thousand other things I spent, oh, all last Saturday, almost cleaning my garage. Um, and it's just because I didn't put things back where they belonged over the winter time because it's cold. So my garage just kind of turns into a catch all. We just throw some stuff in there and eventually when it's warm outside, I pop the garage door open and clean it out. But it, honestly, if I would have just 
stayed organized, um, it wouldn't have been such a problem. And I probably could have spent more day doing other things that were actually needed. <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys can relate. So, okay. Going back to my notes here. Um, yeah. What are some things in your life that are consuming your time? Uh, I just jotted down some things here that do relate to me, probably relates to you, but you know, think about it. Um, is 20% of your time spent on scrolling social media of your free time. Okay. So I'm not talking about during your work, you wake up, you go to work, clock in, clock out. Now you're back at home. You have what? Five hours of your day left, um, to cook dinner, get chores done, spend time with the family, get baths and showers or a workout or whatever. Right. But of that time, are you scrolling on social media? Um, are you drinking? All right. Are you getting drunk? Are you partying? Um, are you not prioritizing things? Uh, are you constantly needing time to collect your thoughts or just time for silence? Um, or are you spending your time, you know, just binge eating and watching TV? I'm guilty of all of those uh, at some point in time. Um, not as much the drinking and partying. Not after I turned 21, I drank a whole lot less. Uh, but, but anyways, I know there's a lot of people out there who really struggle with that one. And uh, it's a hell of a thing to, to overcome. Um, but so is like you, you have that stressor throughout the day, right? I talked about this on an Instagram reel, All right? You get home, all right? You just want to unplug from everything. So what do you do? Like our natural instinct is to avoid conflict. Uh, so when something's stressing you out or something's threatening you, uh, we find ways to get away from that. The easiest thing to do is pick up the bottle start drinking, pick up the phone, start scrolling and doing these mind numbing whatever's where you're just scroll. I mean, you can go through so many short clips or real, you can do a dozen of them in a minute, right? And it's just literally not doing anything productive for your brain. Um, but the other things, uh, just binge eating or binge watching TV, right? Both not good for you. Now, are those four things you need to work on? Is that, or any of those, the 20% that are causing you problems? Do you have anxiety about what you eat? I do. If I binge eat a bunch of junk food, I have like um, food guilt, right? You wouldn't know it unless I told you, but I really do. I have food guilt. Um, so if I spent less time binge eating, I would probably spend, I would spend less time feeling the need to go for a run in the evening or do cardio in the evening, working out on Saturdays and Sundays or whatever. Um, you know, if I spent less time scrolling and more time reading, I had a loud spot on my mic. This thing turns red. If you're watching YouTube, you saw it. Um, spend more time reading and less time scrolling. Uh, one of the things I did talk about on Instagram was if you had spent probably half the time 
scrolling and, and applied that to reading, you have someone's life work inside of a book. Okay. You have an infinite, you have all of the knowledge of somebody in a, in a personal development book, right? Everything they have to offer. Okay. If you spent 15 minutes reading a book opposed to 15 minutes scrolling, um, and I use the examples, stand-up comedy, trucks, uh, cooking videos, workout videos. These are all things that come into my feed that I, I do enjoy, but I never get time to process my thoughts around any of it. So when I find a good uh, good speech or whatever, good like talk, uh, it's already the algorithm's feeding me something else. I never get to stop and think. Opposed to a book, you can see all the tabs I have in here. Um, these are all times where I stopped, reflected, tried to relate to whatever I just read. Um, if it were some advice or a tool to put in my tool belt, um, just trying to think of how I apply that uh, in life or at work or whatever. So there's much more bang for your buck in a book than there is scrolling on social media. There's much more bang for your buck um, avoiding the alcohol, um, avoiding the binge eating, you know, the mind numbing scrolling or binge watching. So I think you get the point here. <laughs> so uh, back to my notes. All right, so I see this. I see it in me. I see it in you. I see it in my colleagues at work. I see it in my my brothers and sisters that are in the military. I see this in public. Um, I see it, you know, the people who aren't prioritizing things uh, all the time. And that's not me me being judgmental, that is just a fucking fact. Um, and it's oftentimes, re it's regurgitated from people. They talk about how hungover they are, how much they ate yesterday and now they feel like shit today, um, how they were fighting with their spouse, how, you know, they just wanted to, to relax and their kid was bothering them because... Uh, they were just zoned out on their phone and their kids trying to get their attention and they snapped on them. Look, I'm not judging anybody for doing these things. I think we're all guilty of it at some capacity. Um, but those are the things that I see everywhere or I hear people talk about everywhere. And uh, those are the things that we all need to work on. I think that's the 20% that's causing the 80% of society's problems are not working on oneself, right? Because you, in my opinion, you have to, you have to master yourself before you can start reaching out to other people. And I even made this quote on a video the other day. I'll loosely use the word master. If you flip the script, if you had 80% of yourself under control, I think you could start affecting other people around you in a positive way. But when you just don't have your shit together at all, um, you are affecting people around you and it's not in a positive way. Um, and just because no one's confronting you about it doesn't mean they're not talking about it. So uh, think what you want about that. It's just, just some food for thought. So... In closing here, I challenge you guys, take four things in your life that you think are wasting time or things that you could uh, better utilize that time doing something else. 
again, scrolling social, drinking, whatever. Uh, take that time and reduce it. You will find opportunities in other things. You'll find opportunities in the gym. You'll find opportunities in the book. You'll find opportunities calling a friend, calling a family member, just picking their brain, seeing how things are going, catching up with them, um, telling them that you love them, you know, trying to go on a walk with them or maybe get lunch or a movie or whatever. Uh, but something as simple as a phone call, I do it all the time. I have people I call all the time and, uh, you know, I, I, try to build and maintain and work on my relationships that way with people I don't see very often. Um, do those things in place of the scrolling, the drinking, um, the mind numbing activity. So that's all I've got for today. Uh, I will continue to push out more podcasts with this format. And again, um, for those listening, uh, if you're out there, author, business owner, um, into personal development, into nonprofit work, or just reinvesting into community, uh, feel free to reach out to me. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Um, something different, I haven't plugged this yet. LinkedIn, um, if you're on LinkedIn, go check me out. Uh, Kevin Rooney, you can find me on there. Um, check it out on Instagram, it's the R4 Project. You can find the R4 podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and a few other platforms that I don't have memorized. <laughs> so anyways, if you've, uh, if you've made it this far, I really appreciate your time. And do the four R's, all right? If you need to get a hold of somebody, get a hold of somebody that helps you uh, be accountable or maybe do it as a small group. You know, make it a two-week challenge, make it a 30-day challenge, whatever. So... Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys. That's all I got.